the monsters of our imagination are much bigger than the ones in reality. Oh, yeah. Danny's got bars today. I like it. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I'm Russ. And I'm Danny. And this is the Memory Makers Podcast. The show focused on helping you create amazing customer experiences and make more memories. Oh, yeah. Memory Makers Podcast. It's Memory Makers Podcast. It's the best show. It's Memory Makers Podcast. I think that might be the best one we've done. Beverly Hills Cop. You know it. What what a great theme song to that series. I'm just saying, man. Like, it's catchy, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I'm just going to be stuck in my head all day now. So I, I guess you're welcome to everybody watching and listening for that little earworm. Yeah, I'm going to um, catch some flack for that. <laughs> before we get into the topic, you did want to share um, something that was interesting recently that we... Um, my wife and I, we were doing a, a hike up in the mountains, and we had this whole hike planned out, and it's it was going to go to this peak that was above 13,000 feet, good training hike. And we started it, and we got about a mile in, and we got to this section that was pretty icy and snowy, and then the parts that didn't have ice were a lot of really loose dirt, and then we have like 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts coming through. Lovely. We just looked at each other, and we're like, no, this is not a smart idea. We just turned around and went back to the car because we realized we could push through, but I didn't want to do anything really dumb and hurt myself. Yeah, sometimes you got to listen to the universe a little bit. And with you guys planning for Kilimanjaro, like you can't afford any late season injuries like that. So. Uh, no, I, I don't want any injuries at all because if I twist my ankle two months before that trip, I'm going to be real mad at myself. I can just imagine like you guys getting to that spot and like, we get it right. <laughs> we're, we're, we get the gist of it. This is not, this is not what we're about today. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes oh, you got to take what, what life's given you and make game time decisions to adjust. But well, that it certainly wouldn't have been a boring hike by any means for you if you had dared that adventure, but I think you made the right call. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> uh, so today in our topic, we want to talk about the boring stuff. Mm. Okay, don't don't click off this episode. Don't click pause. Don't go somewhere else. What I mean by this is we're not, this episode won't be boring, but we think about the habits and the fundamentals and the boring things that we do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis that are important to always do and continue doing moving forward in order to be successful, mm. right? And I think yeah. about this from, standpoint of professional athletes. I think this is a great example. You look at, in basketball, LeBron James, right? Every time LeBron practices, he's doing the fundamentals. He's doing the the skills, the things that kids when they're 12 and 13 years old learning how to play basketball do, the dribbling, all those fundamental drills the professional athletes still do on a regular basis because they know by continuing to do that, it allows them to show up better on game day and perform the way that they need to perform. Big time. And when we think about ourselves as leaders or working in a business or whatever it is, there are fundamentals that we know we need to do on a regular basis to show up as the best versions of ourselves. Some of these things are going to be personal, right? For me, mm-hmm. I know in the morning, I've got a very specific set of morning routine things that are non-negotiables for me, even when I don't feel like it, mm-hmm. especially when I don't feel like it. We mm-hmm. all have days of like, well, I'm supposed to work out. I don't really feel like working out. And for me, it's a, it doesn't matter. Do it anyway. 
do something because I know when I hit the pieces of my morning routine and I hit those fundamentals, it allows me to show up better every single day, whether it's at work or in my personal life, to be able to perform at the highest level that I can and show up for other people the way that they need me to show up for them. And yeah. I think that's a really crucial piece to think about, um, not just in your personal life, but the things that you need to do in business and the mm -hmm. operations and the day-to-day -day stuff that allows you to hit those busy seasons, whether it's with your marketing or your staffing or your operations or your training again and again and again continually, and it never stops. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think it makes such a good point, right? Because if, if you have those things of, man, I just don't really feel like it, it's got to be something that then you attack that, right? Like Jocko Willick has some great pieces. If you're ever looking for some good, just kind of audio tracks and things to just help, you know, reframe some certain pieces, it's like you need to jump on those things immediately, like, and turn it into an automatic response of when you start to him haul, like for me, it's whenever I'm up to my eyeballs and spreadsheets and just report updates or all of those little minutiae of things that don't pour into, you know, my creative need for attention all the time. And uh, <laughs> so it for me, when I have those opportunities and stuff come up, it's like I am really, really good at times about doing, you know, the procrastination and the, oh, I should do this. I, you know, oh, yeah, it's not going to take that long. I'll get to it. And, and there's so much time and effort just poured into the avoidance at times that it's just easier when you actually do it. And so to to recognize, oh, OK, I'm 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 doing some delaying here. I'm, I'm trying to punt a little bit. Why am I trying? Why am I wanting to? do that is it because I really just don't like doing that piece okay now we're doing it right now we're getting after it because it, if you actually just lean into it and start that work as opposed to justifying why right now isn't the best time or looking at your inbox as a distraction method and, and being busy not productive well then when you're up against crunch time and still trying to do it it's actually you know more time that you've lost it takes longer to do uh, because you're in a rush and it's error prone and then you're cleaning up it's just not a clean process and so that's been something that, you know, Danny and I have, have, as we've gone to Tony Robbins events, one of his great lines is, you know, you get into this, I should, I should, I should, until you should all over yourselves, right? And and so it's like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to talk about why I should do that, or oh, okay, I can do it later. It's like, and then you're shitting all over yourself, and, and S-H-O-U-L-D-ing all over yourselves, just in case, you know, we've got some folks that are wondering about me continuing up my swear streak. <laughs> but it's, it's, an easy, natural human tendency to, to want to avoid pain. And we'll talk about it in a little bit later on, but like by avoiding that pain right then, you're actually creating bigger pains down the line. And that's really the crux of the matter. There's a quote I think you're really going to like. I don't, I heard this last week. Don't know who said it because I haven't looked it up. The magic you're looking for is in the work you're avoiding. Oh, makes me yeah. mad at myself <laughs> when I hear that it's like all right <laughs> your point though the idea that if well I'm going to put this off now and I'm going to choose an easy route now it's actually going to make it harder later on mm -hmm. and I, this is something we touched on in a previous episode but Jocko Willink and the idea that discipline equals freedom mm -hmm. right if you want more freedom with your time you need to be disciplined with your time if you want more freedom with your wealth, you need to be disciplined with your money. We think of discipline as this very punishing, restrictive thing. 
But if we can take a step back and realize that the discipline that we have in the moments, especially when we don't feel like having that discipline, is what gives us the freedom that all of us want, it's a lot easier to lean into that work. It's a lot easier to break down the uh, avoidance tactics that we typically do and just get into it and do it. And the other thing that I find so interesting is these things that we avoid, we, the longer we avoid them, the bigger they become in our mind and they feel like it's going to be this massive undertaking. We feel like it just it grows and grows and grows over time. And then when we finally get around to doing it, we're, we realize, oh, it was not nearly as hard. It didn't take nearly as much time as I thought it would. So I could have just done it straight away and avoided and not had to go through all the stress and the mental anxiety of the fact that it's sitting in the back of my brain. And I know I should be doing this thing mm -hmm. and I'm not. But when we just get to the work and do it, it becomes not nearly as bad. An another line that I like is the monsters of our imagination are much bigger than the ones in reality. Oh yeah. Danny's got bars today. I like it. <laughs> I, I think that, that framework of if you want to be wealthy, you need to be disciplined with your money, you know, and, and sh showing how, okay, if I'm, if I'm being, you know, responsible and diligent and, and consistent with these things right now, that's what's opening up the opportunities for it. And, you know, that's a great internal perspective to have. And it's a good thing for you to, to work on with your teams as well and, and reinforcing and how you tie that into your overall why. Like why, why is, you know, what is the true end result of this, all of that? But it's also much more of, hey, this is going to highlight opportunities for the, you know, process improvements and systems that need, you know, retooled because, if you get into some of these boring things, right, if it's not your love language, it's not what you're drawn to, you don't you, you don't enjoy doing it, there are some folks on your team that will love to dive into the, you know, financial spreadsheets and that's, you know, that's hitting the right frequency in their brain and it's not as tedious to them. And we've mentioned Dan Sullivan's Who Not How a number of times on the podcast previously, but it's another great book to pull back in and reference when you're going through some of these things, because if I'm going to get better at something and if I'm, if I'm the, you know, wearing my entrepreneurial hat and I'm trying to oversee all of these things, sometimes if it's a, if it's a system, you know, that can be improved to be making it easier, you can look at some two second lean pieces by Paula Akers, but you also have this Dan Sullivan piece of who, not how, where there are people on your team that that is, that is their vibe, right? They can lean into that. They can gain satisfaction from that. It doesn't plague their, uh, attention span the same way that it could yours. And that could be also like, Hey, if I'm really the financial person, but coming up with the new, you know, birthday party packages and things like that, because I'm trying to wear too many many hats, look for these opportunities to, to delegate and automate some of these things, right? Because if we try to just shoulder all of this stuff and carry it on our backs, even if it's coming from a place of, I don't want to burden other people with it, right? Like that's my, my struggle with it internally. When I look at this as, oh, okay, that's not going to take long. I'll just do that. I don't want them to have to worry about it. And you say yes to a lot of those things that you probably shouldn't because it's going to then bog you down and it's going to make all of those small yeses feel like a major pain in the butt. And so the compounding effect almost in a negative way that can come from that type of decision making or just automatic response it really then comes down to, and we've talked about this on other episodes as well, is like prioritizing and executing, right? Like you have to look at, there's only so much bandwidth or output that you're going to be able to do. And so by not over committing and looking for ways to 
empower and give new opportunities for growth to your other team members or, you know, kind of sweeping stuff under the rug so you're not really worrying about it, you know, it doesn't work. And so if you are denying them opportunities for new growth while simultaneously overburdening yourself, you've got burnout written all over that. And it's just, it's a slippery slope. And so sometimes it's going to be, hey, yes, like this is stuff that I've got to do and I'm just going to, you know, knuckle down and do it and we're going to, you know, get after it. But then there are certain pieces like, hey, if this consistently is something that's coming up that is a constant thorn in my side, like, is there a way to engineer this problem out, whether it's through a better process or through a better person that's better suited to do that task? And so that's just a a really, you know, you don't have to be the lone knight in shining armor through these things. And and not that that's always a conscious decision. A lot of times it's, it's to save, you know, other people from inconvenience when in fact, it's not. It's not going to save them, and they're not going to have the opportunities to do more and contribute to your business. So it's it's something that I think everybody needs to be mindful of and cognizant of as, as you go. Of like, There's plenty of that stuff that you can look internally when you get through these, these boring things, but also how much is that actually moving the needle? And if it's not something, you know, if it's something that someone else can do better, explore options for that. And if you're in a situation where there's that boring stuff that you're avoiding you don't delegate it because maybe you don't want to or you can't or whatever the case is right um and you have that work that you're avoiding and sometimes we build this excuse of that work i can't because i've got this other thing or i can't because my schedule is too full or i can't because this more urgent thing has come up uh i learned an interesting trick for that specific circumstance recently strike the words i can't from your language because that's not true change it to I won't. And that sense of ownership and the the weight you feel when you say, oh yeah, I'm not going to work out. I just won't. Yeah. Changes the way we uh, view that work, uh, whether, whether it's something that's in our business or something personally, the boring stuff that we need to do in order to show up better. If we say I won't do it, it completely changes the perspective and we get more ownership over it. I can't as well. It's something else's fault. And that's the reason why I can't, but I won't mm. just because I'm not going to do it. And that's it allows a greater sense of uh, ownership and motivation to go, oh, no, I will. Let's do this. Yeah. I like that a lot, Danny. That's new to me. Thank you for sharing that. I like that quite a bit. It, it's something that popped in my brain as you were kind of going through some of the uh, who, not how pieces. And I'm like, oh, I want to share this with Russ. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I totally agree. And and so much of that comes back to the, some of the reframing, right? Like it's one, we human beings are really bad about taking action until either the pain point is is great enough to cause action or the the reward, you know, is has a better connection to it. And you you always hit so well on if you're not communicating through your vision and you don't have this this deeper connection to the the you know real purpose of why you're going to do things then it's all of this stuff falls flat so you need to make sure that your north star or your magnetic draw is still in focus for some of those things so drop a little bit more knowledge on me on some of that man i'm ready i'm i'm all ears <laughs> well you know we a lot of times when we have things that we want to do we only do it when we feel like it. Mm-hmm. But if we only do it when we feel like it, we'll almost never do it, right? Our feelings, when it comes to the big goals that we have in life, the big goals that we have in business, the important things that we want to do with our time and uh, and our businesses and our life, when it comes to those important pieces, our feelings 
shouldn't dictate whether or not something gets done. Our vision and our North Star should. And so when we think about what our why is, what our purpose is, what our long-term vision for the future and what we want to achieve as our filter for what needs to be done, it becomes a lot easier in those moments, in those mornings when it happened to me just this week. I got up on a Tuesday morning and I thought to myself, it was a cardio day and I, was, I said, yeah, I really don't feel like doing the cardio today. I just, maybe, maybe I'll just do some of my core strength exercise and just move on. And then I said, no, my feelings don't matter for this particular thing. Just get on the bike and go. And once I did, it became a lot easier because I know for me, when I'm able to do that workout in the morning and kind of work through some of that physical stress in a way, I'm so much more calm and relaxed through the rest of my day. And by being who I want to be day to day, it allows me to create a, create a greater impact mm -hmm. on the people around me and on the business and on creative works and all of our employees. So I knew in that moment, my feelings about, I don't really feel like working out were irrelevant. And if I want to lean into the kind of stuff that I want to accomplish and the kind of person I want to be, get on the damn bike and don't complain about it. And I did. And I'm so glad that I did. I love it, man. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you. It just makes such a big difference. So when we take a step back and we realize we're not athletes, right? But I like using the metaphor hey. of athletes when... What was that? We're not athletes. Look at me, man. Come on. I don't scream. Like, look out, Wemba Nyama. Come on, let's go. I'm really impressed that you know who that player is. I mean, everybody's talking about him. <laughs> everybody's talking about him. <laughs> Sorry, I totally derailed you. <laughs> it's all good. When you look at a look at both ends of the spectrum on um, on the career, LeBron mm -hmm. toward the end of his career, Wemba Nyama at the very beginning. Regardless, they're doing the boring fundamentals every day at practice because they know it allows them to show up better in the games. Mm. When we do the boring things every day in our personal lives and our business, it allows us to show up better and get more done. When we can replace the words I should and the avoidance with I must and we go after it, when we can have the discipline that brings about the freedom and change that we want in our lives, and when we can take the work that we're not best suited to do and we can delegate that to the people who love it all those things allow us to accomplish more show up better and that's what we're trying to do day to day and long term with our businesses and our lives and that to me seems like a pretty good place to wrap up preach i agree man great great topic today and thank you for some dropping some new knowledge on me and um hey we've got more awesome content like this coming to you guys with our weekly episodes so be sure to come back and check out some cool insights and operator interviews and all kinds of groovy things that are going to move the needle for you uh if you like what you heard today don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and a five stars please and thank you is always appreciated if you've got ideas for future episodes topics or guests let us know follow us on social media send us a dm and always a uh, big shout out to Mikey Mike on the ones and twos working the ultranet for us. And with that, we will see you on the next one, Troublemakers. I've got me some of them ninja stars. I'm basically a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I want to like stand up and go like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Rumba. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm ready when Mike is. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go.